0: Standing at 1,344 meters high, or 4,408 feet, Ben Nevis is the highest mountain in the British Isles. A volunteer squad of litter collectors from the John Muir Trust decided to undertake a cleanup of Ben Nevis. There, they found a rather unusual piece of litter under a cairn at 4,000 feet. The remains of a piano. Nigel Hawkins, the Trust's director, told the Scotsman newspaper our guys couldn't believe their eyes. At first they thought it was just the wooden casing, but then they saw the whole cast iron frame complete with strings. Later, the musical mystery may have been solved after Kenny Campbell, a veteran charity fundraiser, told the Scotsman the piano was probably an organ he carried to the top in 1971. Mr. Campbell recalled how he single-handedly carried the 226-pound organ up Nevis and then played Scotland the Brave on it. The feat earned him a place in the Guinness Book of Records. This story was verified by a telephone call to the BBC Radio 5 Drive program who told Peter Allen that he had seen the climber in 1971 with the piano. The same year he had pushed a piano to 1,000 feet before it dragged him over a ledge. Mr. Campbell from Bonar Bridge in Sutherland has also carried a plow, a gas cylinder, and a barrel of beer to the summit to raise hundreds of thousands of pounds for charities. He is planning a new stunt for his 65th birthday this year. This week on First Timers, I open up a piano and hopefully open up your minds as I try piano tuning Hello and welcome to this week's episode of First Timers, the podcast where your host, me, it's Jason Malone, uh <laughs> try something new each and every episode. Uh, hey, what's up, gang? How's it going? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back just in time for spooky season. Um, it's that time of year, right, where, well, at least where I live, it's getting a little cooler and a little bit darker on the ends of the day. And the days are becoming shorter. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice out right now. It's sunny and, um, you know, it's it's a real beautiful day here in Roseburg, Oregon. Um, I'll tell you guys, uh, I've, I've been having some adventures out there and I want to get into it. But I'm going to go ahead and start with some housekeeping plugs first. Uh, if you'd like to find me on Instagram, you can find me at underscore first timers with Jason underscore. Uh, I know it's a weird one, but uh, that's what they gave me. I, don't, I didn't have any choice. Uh, I don't think. I don't know. I don't really know. But again, that uh, Instagram account is underscore first timers with Sorry, underscore first timers with Jason underscore, and uh, you know you can find me on my personal account as well, Jason Maloner uh, on Instagram. Uh, You can also find me on the Twitter app, and you can find me right there uh, underneath the handle first timers with Jason Malone at first timers with. So if you type in first timers with Jason Malone, you'll find me. And, uh, you know, at firsttimerswith is the handle there. Uh, if anyone wants to send me a review, they want to tell me how I'm doing, good, bad, I don't care. They want to tell me my voice is too loud. They want to tell me uh, I'm ugly. I don't know. Um, you guys can definitely email me. And uh, the email address is ST. T I M E R S W Jason Malone at gmail.com. Again, that email address is W Jason Malone at gmail.com. and I always enjoy hearing from people. Uh, I've got a few emails uh, recently, and it was real nice to hear from you guys. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and update a little bit. I'll take some time at the beginning. <clears throat> to just give you a little bit of insight into what I've been up to. Um, not a whole ton, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I, I tried the activity for the week, and that that was great. But um, I did decide to go ahead and uh, take a job at uh, a, a winery, uh, a winery here in Roseburg, Oregon, uh, called Paul O'Brien. Um, and it, it, it's, it's been awesome so far. Um, you know, I, I, I talked about... Uh, you know working at a brewery before and it's very similar um, in a lot of ways there's a lot of sanitation there's a lot of uh um you know cleanup there's a lot of breakdown there's a lot of setup you know and then of course moving the grapes through presses and stimmers and all the machinery um, and it's it's a it's a big operation um you know uh great crew all the people i work with are fucking rad um, and that's always a plus and um, the people in charge know what they're doing um, <laughs> which is sometimes not the case i think and some of these uh places or or some you know some of the um you know wineries you see around might not not be um you know as uh uh, mechanical or automatic and i think that the stuff that we do is pretty rad in in the sense that you set up the equipment and it kind of works for you so i've been having a blast kind of getting to know um the process of making wine we've done um you know the first grapes in so that's been a a good one um you know a lot of a lot of shit going on there. Um, I made a trip up to Portland last weekend and had a really, really good time uh, with some friends, and I saw I saw my daughter. And I don't talk about my daughter a ton on here. I kind of leave her out, but I just gotta shout her out because yo, this kid got accepted into the National Honor Society. Not the Regional Honor Society. Not the Local Honor Society. National, son. National. What's up next? World Honor Society. Galaxy Honor Society. Universe Honor society so anyways uh, super proud of her for that um, it just basically means she has maintained a very high grade point average through high school and uh, she has uh, the opportunity to do some service and you know um, kind of get rewarded for that so I think that's amazing congratulations addison you'll hopefully never hear this but um, you know you, you you are really really killing it right now and I'm I'm really happy for you for that all right well <clears throat> I'll go ahead and get into the activity for the week and you know this is one of those where um, it's not a ton of like <laughs> I'm not running around or jumping on um, a skateboard or anything like that this is more of a hey, let's you know kind of have a conversation about um, what we would do and take a look inside um, and then you know we'll talk about it in the interview but yeah I went ahead and opened up my piano and I had uh, my friend Justice come over and he kind of took me through the process of, of the tuning um, aspect of pianos and getting it prepared to play and and what goes into things and and, and the things you have to look out for and I, I will have the interview coming up you know soon here so you know you'll hear a lot there but um, I guess I'll give you coming of my background with pianos in general uh, I worked for a piano moving company um, called Grandholm Bros pianos and uh, it was two brothers they're both insane uh, R I P Paul man I miss you every day but um, you know he was Probably my biggest role model when I was a kid, which <laughs> explains a lot of <laughs> the reasons why I am why I am. Paul Granholm was a dude who <clears throat> refinished pianos. He could take a piano, break it apart, strip it down. And when I mean strip it down, I mean literally apply stripper uh, that basically takes off lacquer, varnish, all the finish off the piano so that it comes down to its um, you know, raw... Uh, uh, condition, um, you know, before it was ever finished. He then would, you know, build up a, just this beautiful, like, lacquer finish on these pianos, and it looked like it was brand new, and it looked like they had glass. Like, it was unbelievable. He was unbelievable at that shit, and then he would take other stuff, and, you know, and the piano I have is a Tiger Oak, um, which lends itself to kind of more of a, a natural finish, and, and, I, and it's an oil finish I put on there, and he showed me how to do that, and um, he showed me how to do a lot of other stuff, and he was a rad dude. And then um, his brother John was the tuner, and we called that dude Johnny Tuner. Uh, he's he's still he's still around, man. John, what's up? Uh, shout out to you. You uh, you are a big instrument and in, instrument You're very instrumental in uh, you know who I am as well. Um, you know, I think, I think you slapped me around a few times, but that was okay. Cause I deserved it. <laughs> but ultimately you guys were, were rad to, to just hang out with. And if I could help out anyway, I, I would, but you know, usually I was just kind of in the way, but John would, would tune the pianos and, and I would watch sometimes and not really pay attention. I, I was mostly, you know, doing body stuff with pianos, <clears throat> but that dude would take hours upon hours to like finally tune these pianos so that they when they moved, um, you know, they were in tune and then he would obviously go to people's houses Take care of the pianos there, and um, you know it was a big deal. And, and and there were things like you know replacing bushings, replacing hammers, all sorts of things that went into that as well. That I I really didn't get into. I just kind of saw from a distance. From a distance. Uh, I apologize, but um, yeah. So that was kind of my experience with the inside of workings of a piano. I, I got to see some of it and got to kind of understand some of it. But you know, for the most part, it was just the just the the frame and the body and. And the legs and things like that that I worked on to, you know, get them to where we could, you know, deliver it to the customer. And uh, so, yeah, uh, anyways, with that being said, I did get a piano from them for free and I did refinish some of it. And that was cool. And it was OK. You know, it was in good condition. I didn't there were a few notes that were a little bit off here and there. But, you know, truthfully, um, it was in great shape for what I needed. I needed something just to pluck out notes. So, you know, when I was saying in choir, it really came in handy. And, I, you know, I learned some songs here and there, and and, and that was good, too. You know, the panel was an awesome, awesome thing to have around. And then, of course, like, if you're bored, you can just always jump on it and kind of fuck around. And that was, you know, another thing I really enjoyed doing. Unfortunately, you know, um, I'm the only one who really played it <laughs> in the house. Like, my dad didn't play, my brother didn't play. I don't think really my mom got into playing too much, but that's okay. I think she kind of plunked around sometimes, but... When I left, the piano kind of just sat there, so it never got tuned. Um, it never really got finished, and um, currently it's sitting, unfortunately, on the back deck. I th- think, um, you know, I think Justice uh, you'll hear uh, talk about it, and I think he's gonna take it, and, and maybe we'll work on it a little bit together. But uh, so we do have some plans for that, and that's great. But you know, with that being said, the piano, um, you know, still it needs it needs some work. It needs some help. Um, in order to get it to, you know, a, a, a really good sound. Um, with that being said, it looks like a lot of it's really good shape. Like the strings are in good shape. Um, you know, some hammers have some damage. The frame is in great shape. You know, everything is there that needs to be there. Um, not a lot of replacement on stuff. Um, the pegs are in good shape too. Not, there, there's no rust. Uh, we talked about that a little bit. So, you know, with, with Justice, I, I kind of went through his approach uh, to tuning pianos and pianos in general. And uh, he just let me know that, you know, the first thing he would do is basically find, you know, find the range of the piano um, so that he could start from one end of, uh, you know, the spectrum to the other. And I, you know, if I say anything and anyone has, you know, uh, uh something to say that that's <laughs> counter counters what i say totally fine like i i'm not an expert by any means that's why i just come in um and we talk you know in just a few minutes here but uh yeah so you know looking at the piano with everything kind of stripped down from it um you know it's got a frame in the back and it's got the strings and it's got the mechanism um the piano also is a player piano so at one point it did have like an automatic uh mechanism to you know make the hammers go so it would of play out you know, you see that shit in like old Western movies, right? Nobody's behind the piano. It's just going ding, 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 ding you know, just playing. Um, shit like that. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's not there anymore. That was removed, probably broke uh, most, most likely. But um, yeah. So, you know, the piano, the piano has been around for a long time. I think justice aged it, uh, pre 1920 post 1880 so somewhere in there um and that's pretty fucking old man that's a, over 100 years old and uh, it's still like i said in good shape really good shape and that's that's amazing to me about pianos or instruments or things that i guess are built to last or you know if, if you do care for them or if the person that made them really put the effort into creating something that they knew was going to last knew was going to be in good shape no matter what i mean i think I think we should do that more often in our society. I mean, I think we design things to break just so you can replace them, and it's a lot easier. But, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. We'll probably have to go back to, like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> like tribal times and things like that in order to, like, create things that, um, you know, kind of are, are meant to last a lot longer than they do now. But uh, with that being said, you know, the piano, again, is just kind of sitting there, and, and hopefully Justice, uh, or whoever may want it, uh, can get it out and, you know, put some work into it and get it up to uh, really, really good shape because I do want to see that thing last. I do not want to see it get ruined. That being said, I do need to get it out of the house here because, uh, you know, it's it's got to go. Uh, and the other thing I thought was interesting, you know, with opening up the piano is <clears throat> the piano has some um, pedals at the bottom. I don't know if anyone realizes that, but there's like three pedals. Um, one is a damper pedal, and that basically just softens um the volume of the piano one is a sustain and that uh will you know let the notes go longer so you can you know you can hit a hit a chord with uh, the sustain pedal and that chord will actually play longer and then you can move on to the next one and, and so you can phrase better you can you know make you know make songs kind of make notes where chords go into each other uh, things like that um a little bit more intricate. Kit Lee, and then um, there's a, I think there's a stop pedal, and that just stops the sound um, completely, just cuts it off like a an off and on switch, which is cool. So, those were not hooked up, and I thought that they were broken. I thought that the pegs were broken, or or just they, they were broken, and the cool thing was Justice is like, no, we can set these up right now, so uh, we took these three rods and connected them to the, the pedals at the bottom, and when I say the pedals, I mean there were some, ro- um, some metal bars sticking out with a hole in it, stick the rod down inside the hole, and then you connect it up top, there's another hole. And that, you know, sets up the mechanism. That sets up what the the pedals are supposed to be and do. And uh, that was really cool. Finally, you know, I had a piano that could play longer notes, and finally I had a piano that I could soften a little bit so it wasn't so loud. And finally I had a piano I could just stop the notes uh, immediately without, you know, having to take my fingers off the keys. Uh, so, yeah, all really important shit that, uh, you know, after... 25 years, uh, never got done. So it was cool that Justice was able to get that thing stripped down with me. We were able to get those rods inserted, and then the piano works a lot better for sure. So, um, you know, the piano got put back together. We wrapped it up. Uh, It's waiting to get out of here. But um, yeah, it was a really, really good experience to walk through that with him. Um, I learned, you know, quite a bit on his approach. Um, He did talk about the idea that you tune sharp. Because the pe- the piano will settle, um, just like anything else, the piano will settle. The tension will um, lessen on the strings, and therefore, you know, um, the piano most likely will go flat uh, at some point. But that's why you gotta uh, that's why you got a tuner, right? You got somebody that comes in and they can take care of that and make sure the piano stays uh, in good shape. And, you know, I think he said once a year, every every other, you know, every six months, something like that around that time. But yeah, so um, you know, once that once we got that done, um, you know, we were able to do the interview, um, and and I really do appreciate Justice coming out and showing me um, some things I didn't know about a a piano I'd had for many years, for sure. Um, I think you know, with pianos, uh, they they are fucking expensive. You know, if you want to buy a new piano or you want to buy a used piano, they're very expensive. They're hard to move. They're bulky. They're you know they 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 come with a lot of baggage. But uh, you know, as someone who really enjoys the sound of a live instrument, um, versus a keyboard or, you know, something you create on your computer. There's just a, there's just a difference that you can't replicate. There's a, a warmth, there's a, like, there's an actual physical connection because the piano does make, you know, it does vibrate. It does create, um, sound waves. It does create, you know, a, a actual, uh, physical, um, movement. So, you know, you feel that for sure when you sit down, it's, different. It responds differently. And, uh, you know, I, I would hate to see, um, these things kind of go out of style or, or it's it's easier to get on your keyboard or get on your computer and you can play keyboard, you know, with your keyboard. Um, so yeah, you know, pianos are fucking rad. Let's keep them around. Let's try to get them, you know, restored if we can and, and, or at least maintain so that they do stick around. Um, if you know anyone uh, who has one, I recommend sitting down and trying it out. It's fun. Um, I'm sure there's, a pra- actually, you know what? At UCC, there are practice rooms uh, with pianos. Um, there's actually a practice room with an organ in there. I think, probably, uh, there used to be at least. And uh, it's it's fun. It just go in there, sit down, just play a little bit. I mean, not play a little bit, but just plunk around. Uh, see if you can figure out how to make a chord. See if you can figure out how to like, you know, create a movement from one chord to another. It's just it's a piano is a fucking rad thing to have. It's just it just is. Um, and that makes me sound stupid, but that's okay. <laughs> I've done that enough. Uh, yeah, guys. Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and take a slight pause here, but uh, I will be back in just a few minutes. A few minutes. Shit, it won't be that long, but uh, just a few short moments here uh, with the interview segment of this week's episode of First Timers. And uh, I really do thank you guys for joining me again. um, You know, again, these are kind of sporadic, but it's when I have time and when somebody has time for me. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'll be back shortly. Please take a quick break if you need. And uh, thank you again for listening to this week's episode of First Timers. Um, I've known this motherfucker for like 30 years and I will tell you this right now top 5 funniest fucking people I know so I don't know what he's talking
1: That's about <laughs> Um, I don't know if I'm funny when I try to be funny I okay. think I'm funny sometimes in a moment where it's you know a, there's just a moment of but I don't I'm not like you. I don't. I haven't like. What's that work, supposed I'll, to mean? Worked a craft around it. Oh, okay. It, okay, I mm-hmm. uh, where I, I have, I, I haven't. You know, like, I guess I've. I, I don't know what what makes funny. I haven't studied it. I just right. You know, so there's but make, making a story. Yeah, I I would be okay with that. Okay,
0: well mm-hmm. that's great. I wouldn't rule it
1: out. Yes, this, you know. Okay. Definitely
0: not. Well, guys, the uh, the person I have across from me, who is not ruling anything out, is my guest for this week. Uh, this guy is a guitar player. He's a music. I mean, he's a musician. Number one, he's just an all around badass musician. Uh, he is an amazing artist. Uh, he makes. He can make chainmail. I saw him do that one time. Uh, he's just a fucking badass. He's one of my my greatest friends. Uh, Justice McIntosh is here, and we are going to be talking. Piano tuning, uh, pianos, and a bunch of other because that's how we roll on first timers. But uh, what's up, Justice? How's it going today? How are you?
1: Going well. Going, going well, Jason. Thank you for inviting me for
0: this. You're welcome, man. Thanks for coming over. And I know that uh, you know we're all under a little bit of pressure and stress a little bit today, but I'm so glad oh, you came. To I'm visit glad to me. be here. Thanks, man. So we went out and took a look at the piano that I own, and we opened it up and. Um, The first thing Justice, it's outside. So the first thing Justice said was, so this piano is just condemned, right? You're just throwing it away. And I said, no, but I will if it gets it out of this house at this moment, Uh, which I don't think he appreciated. So um, after seeing that piano, what do you think? Um, What are your opinions on it? What's, uh... Uh,
1: you know, I I like it. I like old instruments. I like old things. I've always felt like I'm older than I am in a way. Uh, And I just always relate to old.
0: You've dated many a grandma, right?
1: Uh, not as many as as legend has, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I mean I love old instruments sure. specifically um, old cellos. Uh, my cellos at a luthier getting worked on. the the cello. What's hospital. a luthier? Uh, it's, it, it's a he's a cello doctor. Okay. And, well, and actually a luthier is somebody who makes instruments. Okay. Uh, it comes from the root word of luth uh, lute. So the, somebody who makes lutes. Gotcha. A luthier. So a guitar builder and repairer and violins so he's working on that because uh, I'm I'm learning but I don't know nearly enough to oh, use sure. that instrument sure. so I'm working on learning piano stuff I love the piano your old piano there it needs some love and care right and it needs to be tuned it's a
0: Lester right and you said probably
1: um, pre or 19 my guess and I don't know this stuff like some people do but definitely after 1890s okay and definitely pre-World War II, my guess is 1920s. Right.
0: And you said it was because of the sound or the, you know, um, uh, the plate uh, going all the way. The heart way up, frame, the, yeah. Yeah, right, the Going frame.
1: all the way to the top, and the, the tuning pins going into that. Right. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, so guys, if you open up a piano, um, you know, there's certain things pretty much that are uh, universal. So you've got... Um, you know, either what what are those made out of? What are the the frames made out of? Typically, cast iron, cast iron, right? Yeah. Okay, so that is what you know creates the a lot of the sound. Um, the strings, you know, uh, really the that's... the
1: soundboard creates the sound. Okay, the the um harp frame, uh, the cast iron holds the strings at tension.
0: This is why I have justice on. I just was about to say some wrong shit.
1: Uh, okay, so and, that's and, and, that's and there interesting. Are, yeah, and okay. so they're each string. Uh, the 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 tone of the string is created by this. At tension, around 160 pounds of tension per string. Goddamn, how
0: many strings do you think are in that piano?
1: Probably around 240.
0: Okay, so that's like... I I can't do math either, but that's a lot.
1: It's a lot. (laughs) Um, You know, we we, we could do it, because I always forget the number, but it's in the tens of thousands of pounds of tension. Right. I think it's in the 30-some-odd thousand pounds of tension.
0: So if if one of those strings were to snap, it'd be bad news if you were
1: like... Yeah, but that's one string... That is under 160 pounds of tension. Uh, yes, it strings, but it just pops.
0: Do you think someone has been killed with a dropping piano on them, not by the dropping, but by a string snapping? And no.
1: Okay. No. Okay. okay. But I, I think they could be sure. really hurt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's. And it's uh, very
1: startling. I've had it happen way more than I'd like to admit.
0: Okay. Well. We I've broken about some that.
1: strings while tuning. It, gotcha. It, it pops. Yeah. They, they make a, a like a
0: horrific sound
1: right it's like a starter's pistol like a small starter's pistol sound and it and it scares you just about like that like like someone playing a joke on you like that it's really quite (laughs) awful uh but your your piano it has no rust on the strings uh and they you've got all all of them there's no broken strings it looks in really good condition for its age awesome it's really cool i mean that's
0: great i think uh we talked about it before um i'm trying to get rid of the piano it's uh just in this house, right. and my dad doesn't want it here anymore, and I understand that. Uh, but I think Justin's going to take it, because it looks pretty good. Um, so we talked a little bit about the procedure. Um, so go ahead and talk us through that. Like, you know, we talked about what, what you would do first, uh, looking at the piano. Um, well, you
1: know, it but, always depends on what you want right. done. Um, you can, with a, an old piano, you can do things like obviously it needs to be tuned and it needs to be tuned twice so what I'm gonna the first tuning I put tension into the strings and I um, I take each string and I tighten it a little bit and that's 240 ish and each one getting another pound or so and and the the frame the whole the whole piano has been hanging out where it is for I don't know when was the last time it was tuned. Uh,
0: I, I don't know. I've
1: never had it tuned. Okay, so probably twenty years. I'd say like forty. Forty years. Okay. Because I got so it when I was. 16. It's supposed to be tuned every six months to a year, so it's a little in arrears. Whoops. <laughs> <Right>? um, <laughs> but it's gotten very comfortable where it is, and I the first tuning is to shock it and to take it out, and it's kind of a physical therapy. Kind of thing. like
0: what we did to Iraq. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't personally want to do that again, but, but, you know, speaking of, of, uh, a long time. Sure. Um, anyway, so it, it'll, it, then that, so I, I, I put a lot of tension in it and I actually over pull. So I tighten the strings more than it needs. So it will settle down and it's just a little above the target pitch and it will actually stretch a little and settle down to really close to perfectly on pitch. The problem is, is each one's a little different and then I need to go back in and clean it up. And then I call that, you know, a, a final tune. And then it should be tuned probably again in uh, a season, like in a couple of months. Uh, and it will start to stabilize at the, at the pitch. Um, so it's it's, it's a, it's a process, just tuning. Sure. For one that has been that long, probably, it, they usually do need two. Sure. At least, I mean, like, one one, I like to do a week a, a week uh, in between.
0: Okay. That Yeah, that makes sense, just let the time and then come <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, right. well,
1: and partly it's scheduling. Sure. You could do it... Um, the next day. The next day. Okay. But usually it's around a week. Okay. Um,
0: what are some of the things that you ran into where you're like, this, is, I can't tune this, this is going to... I, it, it, I can try. It's not going to work. Like it's not going to do anything. anything yeah. Like that that you run into.
1: Um. It it usually has to do with repair, more than the tuning in itself. A thing that is really hard to get around is pins that slip. So they don't stay put. Gotcha. They got that 160 pounds of tension, and they don't like it, and they give it up, and they just go flat. And you'll get them close, and they'll go flat. And and. It is really challenging. Sure. And there are things you can do to help it out. And sometimes they help, and sometimes it's just not going to be where you want it. Got it. And I hate that. Sure. And it's usually because of a crack in the pin block. Which sounds as bad as it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I need to go
0: check my car real quick. Like, I think I got, I got, got one of those back in, in the, the, the Toyota. The, yeah, yeah, I, the I got a crack in my pin
1: block. Pin block. Right? Yeah. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, like cracking a block is not, a, no. not yeah. what you want. Um, so uh, that's trying, trying, kind of trying to visualize the. Yeah, that's one of the ones that's really challenging. Um, Another one is if the strings are really rusty. Um, I've had him do okay. i actually tuned a grand piano and the guy didn't notice, but I had, that a cat had been in the piano and vomited Oh, more than once. <laughs> and it had, um, so it had like, and it was old. It was really Wait, old. the cat was old or the no, puke was old? The puke was okay, old. Gotcha. The cat was probably just as old. <laughs> but But there was like... Kind of hair and like old oh. dried kibble, uh-huh. kind of like on the soundboard <laughs> oh under the strings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was disgusting. Uh-huh. This in two spots that this had happened because I think you know the cat liked the piano because it was this close, close space, mm, right? Close, close space. Yeah, the lid was obviously up, and it would like probably lay on because cats are odd. That Do you way. think it
0: puked because someone tried to play the piano and it got no. startled? Okay, good. That's no, I
1: think stuff. it was just a malevolent little creature who. You know, ate its food and licked its hairballs balls, and was like, "I think I should get rid of this on an instrument," and did. <laughs> and so there's all this rust on these strings from this vomit, uh-huh. which is acidic. Yeah. And uh, and so I I told him I was like, "This there's, there's rust here," and I don't know if you noticed the cat vomit. He's like, "Oh, I don't think I don't think she did that." Like. She she, <laughs> she did. T- who the she... fuck did Wilbur? <laughs> Jesus, dude! Sh- she, no, she did though. Yeah, she did though. Uh, yeah, that's cat vomit. <laughs> um, that's old dried cat vomit. That uh, but it was actually, you know the, <laughs> and uh, it didn't break. I didn't break a string. I took it all the way up to pitch, and I I warned him. I was like, these are probably gonna break because there's rust all over these strings, and that ha- happened. I I had one where I broke five strings because of rust, right. and so I warned him but that whole thing it went back into tune and it sounded great and i was like notwithstanding the cat vomit I'm like you could clean this up you know what forget it <laughs> if you're not worried about it i'm not
0: now can you can you restring you can restring yes. all that too yeah you well, can restring
1: right? a whole piano okay. i'm not very good at it okay. i've never done a whole restring i just do one at a time okay. and uh, the one where i broke five i i did do some restringing on that one uh, the new strings sound different than the old ones, right? Right, uh, and they'll have a different color. It's like getting a headlight from yeah, right. Like it just it just yeah. like doesn't
0: quite match like closely enough. But, very much, yeah. very
1: much. There's not that there's a wear in on everything, right? Sure. Um, and one of the things I like about your piano, it's got all the strings, right? And the bass strings to replace those, you can even you can send the string a broken string to a manufacturer and have them make one on spec exactly like the one. You sent it still won't sound the same. Sure. It so you'll you'll play through that that and you know there's dust that settled in and it, and it gives it a sound, its own sound and then that one that brand new one doesn't have that sound it'll just sound so bright, um, in comparison. Um,
0: Let's. I mean I think that's an important thing with um you know playing a piano is. When I play I notice you know when a notes off like uh-huh. I mean that piano has a few notes that are are definitely not quite yeah, right a little and, jangly you know yeah. so but you know when you sit down to something i know you know i'm, I'm not a piano player i can f- play a little here and there but when you sit down to something and you know it's been tuned and it's like locked in it's fucking rad like it's it it's really feels different feels different it's almost it, feels like a I, I don't know it almost feels like a puzzle piece and you've yeah. just kind of slided yourself in and gone like okay i'm I'm totally, totally locked in,
1: yeah. I, I, I feel that, um, and I, I've been messing with um, historical temperaments, which are, the way you tune a piano is the most current, and it's been around for the current temperament, the way we tune a piano, we call it equal temperament, has been used since the end of the 1800s, really locked in, pretty universal since 1917. Okay, Jesus, um,
0: You know, I I would think there'd be some sort of changes. Not, uh, well...
1: Not in equal temperament, unless you want to do historical temperaments, and sometimes people do that, and there are hundreds of different temperaments. Gotcha. So, uh, and that's a maybe a conversation for a yeah, that's time. It, I didn't even know. God yeah, damn. Uh, I mean, I've
0: heard of prepared piano, I don't know if you've ever heard prepared, of prepared,
1: yeah, where they put stuff in the stuff piano, in the piano yeah, like yeah, make, make and it jangle screws. and stuff. Yeah, you, you can do that, it's, it's cool too. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think it is to you, I think no, you it, 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 as long as you're not hurting it, you know. That's that kind of, you're like, I guess you could just ruin your fucking piano as yeah. long as it's consensual. Why
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, would well, I mean, you both sign the contract beforehand? Yeah. <laughs> legally you know, binding.
1: But I don't know. what What is the piano's safety word? I think it's once it starts, you know, you're hearing cracking. Anyway. Steinway. Steinway. Steinway, Steinway. <laughs> uh, but on a, a harpsichord, all the stuff like like a Baroque music was the... They would have a different way of approaching what's in tune. right. And they had a different formula right so what the formula we use now is equally distributing uh, there's an out-of-tuneness to how things are and that, like I said we we can I've read two books on it it's for nerds just sure. real nerd stuff but uh, with the harpsichord you so on a piano you don't tune your your fifths completely pure you tune them a little bit out so that everything kind of works together so all your fifths sounds just as good as each other okay all your thirds sounds just as good okay what they did in the the baroque era is like if you want something to play in c you want your c and g to be an absolute perfectly pure fifth and you want your fit, your third to sound very sweet in there and not to be out at all when you're in the key of c hmm. but when you go into the key of f sharp It's okay if everything jangles. So you move things, they move it to a certain area of the key signature, of of your keys, of your circle of fifths, away from where you're going to be hanging out. So if you're in the key of C, you might go to F, you might go to G, and everything, the further away you get from your C... It can be a little bit warped, right? Yeah. And they use this expressively, intentionally, and uh, Handel's Messiah, I tuned the harpsichord for that, and i did my research on it and the root temperament that he used was g actually okay. so everything sounded really good and harmonious in c, in e minor which is a relative minor of g and in g, and in g but when and didn't he actually didn't have much in c but there's a point in there where he goes to f sharp minor and it's it's this and with his stripes well, section hallelujah right the, just no, oh, that, no that's that, that that's one. not that part oh damn it. Okay. the f sharp right. minor is the is the um, the the really tense really tragic right, part the sadder parts and and the, it has this right. jangle to sure. it and i inten- i i did my research found the right temperament and used that temperament so it would jangle a little bit more cuz everyone tuned to a harpsichord sure. and then when it after with the hallelujah chorus i believe it's in g or d i can't remember but it has this just triumphant solid um, harmonious sound so th- there's that contrast that Handel was absolutely aware of and actually writing for. Right. With the current piano you could play it in G you can play it in F sharp, minor, major whatever and you're going to have the same relationship, gotcha. the same proportions sure. of in tune to out of tune which is to me fascinating and so yesterday when I tuned my uh, harpsichord because uh, I have a Baroque group and we were going to practice i tuned it and i just sat down and i it just pulled me into it like you're talking about it it locked in and i just was playing with these different harmonies and uh i just loved playing that historical temperament because it pulls you a certain way and like the fifths were locking nicely and anyhow it's cool
0: well it sounds like uh it was baroque and they fixed it
1: (laughs) oh ow ow ah Yes. I I haven't <laughs> heard that one before. It was, that was so, so good. That was so good. Well, did, um, I, let I me didn't ask you this. You,
0: you, did, you did say you're a, a member of a Baroque group. Yes. Um, you, you are performing. You're yeah, performing I here actually and there.
1: started the um, Roseburg Baroque Ensemble. Awesome. And we're having an upcoming oh, concert not very long, October... Fourteenth, it's going to be at First Presbyterian Church, and at least some of the proceeds are going to go to benefit. I think half the proceeds will be going to benefit the local food pantry. Cool,
0: and the other half crack cocaine, of course.
1: As usual, (laughs) (laughs) what else? (laughs) So maybe a little (laughs) mess.
0: I will say say this: I have gone to see uh, this same group, right, Mm -hmm. the group that you play with, uh, a couple months ago, and it it really isn't really enjoyable. Um, You know, I I think broke music. Uh, it's it's old, so a lot of people don't you know get, get into it, it or yep, don't hear it or, really or whatnot. But
1: if you do, You're not wrong.
0: There's some really cool shit, and there, there's some there's some really powerful music. So I, I really enjoyed um your guys's uh, performance. I, I guess I you know if you want to describe a little bit more of what that group looks like or how. That so
1: we works. have you a f- core of four members. We brought in another member to play on a piece. Um, so we've got um i I'm gonna be actually. Uh, what's the word premiering if you will a new instrument not premiering I'm bringing a new instrument Uh, it's called an arch lute it's a baroque lute so it's a lot like gonna have a lot of sound like a guitar but uh, has a lot of bass strings okay which is really cool I'm really excited to bring it um, and play it so I'm gonna be doing some of that we've got Hannah Lagasse is playing violin and viola um, and Stephen Lonsbury is playing flute um, which, is, um,
0: which is a which is so awesome. I think that adds like a ton.
1: You know, I've heard the yeah, rope
0: groups before that were just all strings, right? right. Like, that flute is like, I, it's just my favorite uh, instrument is the clarinet. Okay. I just okay. is. Like I it's, just think it's, it's a a fucking thing. rad. Yeah. It's beautiful in like, yeah. Yeah. um, jazz music. It's beautiful oh, it's so in, dope. um, klezmer Jewish yes. music. Yes. Like it's just this extremely. Uh, you know, and
1: of course, like Mozart and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know, all it's. It, I think it's just. I. It's for me. It's. It's my favorite. But, um, you know, the flute, the addition of that is so nice to hear, and I, I really appreciated that. Cool. That Thanks, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we've got um Cynthia Turner on harpsichord, and then Janet Meacham is going to be joining us on cello for a piece. Dope. We were going to be doing a duet, so a cello duet, uh, and then we just realized it was. Well, it, with the amount of time we had it wasn't coming together and i would rather do less well gotcha. i would do, rather do less less good or fewer <laughs> songs at a higher quality
0: less bad more good wait no less yes. less good more late
1: nope suck less, less. <laughs> oh i was told
0: that i was told that by an acting teacher one time uh, more good less suck i think it was her uh, wow!
1: Yeah. Wow! Acting teacher. So yeah. I'm very excited about it, and, and there is going to be a variety. I've got, uh, got, like I said, a, we've got a lute, vi- the viola solo. It's usually written for cello, but it's a vi- uh, transcribed it for the viola. Cool, which is cool to do some rearranging. Of course. So I I rearranged it for the viola, and the lute is accompanying with the cello. So on that piece, because that will and you fit. guys don't
0: have, you guys don't have a director. There's no one like.
1: One, no conductor, there's, no conductors, I mean right.
0: Like, There's no one like one and a 2 it right? No, it's, right. I mean, you guys all perform, you breathe together, right? you, you know, there's you, you, you work as an it's ensemble. It's a little tricky. It's really cool. Of course it is. Really,
1: <laughs> yes. And that's one of the things I love about it. Right, so. right.
0: Well, that's amazing, man. I'm really um, really proud of you for doing that. I know Thanks. that's a big challenge and to put on top of everything else you do. Uh, <laughs> is it cool to talk about what you do for yeah, your work? Yeah, Justice yeah. is a, a teacher at Phoenix School, which is, um, you know, uh, a really awesome... Place for kids that just uh, need a little bit, probably more help, or just uh, yeah, you know sometimes. don't necessarily exist in the normal you know straight right. uh, high right. school world, and that probably wasn't me to be honest with you back then. I mean, I six, I I got through, but there, I think you know if there was a different school, it might have been better for me. But that's okay. But um, can you talk a little bit about what you do there? Yeah, I uh, yeah. What you I do there. It's pretty fucking rad.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah. I started the music art, art, and now we have a sword fighting. Yeah. Class, which, uh, that... P, which is P. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's not. Um, go ahead. Tell, talk about the right, art right. and music, and then we will definitely talk, talk about this sword
1: fighting. Class. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, as you know, I'm I'm a, I, a confirmed nerd in a lot of ways, all of the ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so music class, I was hired to do that a lot of years ago, um, and I thought I was going to be starting kind of a classical thing, and I'm like, well, that's not the vibe. Uh, students want to connect with something that that matters Current, to them. Modern, Current, right. Yeah. And playing guitar... They might guitar, get
0: something from the past at a certain point, but they're going to want to, like, I want to know. They want to they connect. Like, I wanted to fucking sing like Kurt Cobain. Like, I right. like, when I sang, like, rock music, like, I yeah. was like, I want to sound like that.
1: And yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. So we do that. Um, And I have students cool. sing sing songs. And I try to rotate who's singing the songs cool. uh, and they'll sing solos and they'll sing duet or I, sometimes I'll have them just to both sing it you know yeah you got some of these uh, I guess the Beatles made it very well known but Leslie Gore you know they doubled doubled the vo- voice yeah. and sometimes I have two two students who can sing um, it's kind of a rock alternative rock probably is most of the style we do yeah. we do some blues and jazz and okay. some other stuff um, we don't do symphonic music i love symphonic music but that's not the program that i have right. which i love i think i think uh, brandon hansen at, at at rhs does an awesome job sure. and it, it works great but there needs to be other options as Absolutely, well right. and that's and it's a small small classes small program right. um, and then in art class i just try to help kids Express right. Suck less. Actually, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. More... I'm. <laughs> uh... <laughs> there are a bunch. Of... <laughs> no, I'm no, no, no. <laughs> what it, whatever it is, it's work on the step you're on and the next step. So I have sometimes in the same class eighth graders through twelfth graders, gotcha. and I have the skill set that is, just some of, of them the have drawn their whole life, and sure. some of them are just doing it for the sure. first time. So what I need, I need to look at their art and say, what is. Where where can we improve? Where are we working? You know, and I I remember I had a kid who uh, is, so uh, Phoenix school is kind of sometimes for at-risk youth. Um, I would say that that's sort of the the niche that we've found ourselves in often. Uh, And I had a kid who had the really negative self-talk, and we've a lot of that silent. This student would say it audibly but very quietly, and beat herself up. And it was it was heartbreaking to hear the things she said. And what she did was she, she I asked her what she was drawing, and she was drawing what looked like just black balls, just black spheres. And she would press really hard, so you could actually hear the the graphite wow uh, crumbling yeah, under yeah, the yeah. pressure. Wow. And she would start with a she called it a star, but it was actually like an asterisk, right? Sure. And she, and then she would just keep going at it until it blackened, and they looked and they were like potato shaped. <laughs> And and she would just be admonishing herself, yeah. negative, just the whole time. Sure. And uh, and so th- what she needed for instruction, because I was at, I remember teaching linear perspective, and that's not where she was, yeah. right? So I got her to trace um, from a, a book and trace and she, these teddy bears. Uh-huh. And then she learned a pattern for drawing teddy bears, sure. and then she started drawing teddy, teddy bears. Teddy bears, right? And I'll tell you what, and she would, and she stopped like. Hating on herself. For me, that that was as significant as my student, who is actually now a professional artist and does that as her day job. Right. Right. This for me, that's the same amount of. That's why I do it. Like this. Yeah, I
0: mean that's that's fantastic. That's why I brought it up. That's right. Oh, thanks, man. Um, I I remember it. So I mean, you know, I felt I felt comfortable in choir room. Mm -hmm. I felt comfortable in drama room. Uh, I go into the band room because I could just make fun of those nerds clown the shit out of them dude it was amazing they had no idea what like was coming whenever i went in there um shout out to like noel and noah and uh robert all those guys i love you guys um but i go in the art room dude and i was like this is not for me i don't need to be in here there's nothing in here for me whatsoever so it was always yeah it was always the vibe is so different yeah right it's so
1: different yeah and uh, I'm like
0: nobody in here is gonna be entertained by my shenanigans like you know what I mean I'm not drawing anything I'm not painting anything like there's no reason for me to be right I remember that
1: too I I actually (laughs) didn't I didn't take art there Um, I, my, my dad was uh, really into art and he was my first kind of instructor and right. he was a little bit heavy-handed sure. and I didn't I needed to take a break from art yeah absolutely let's well, go so um,
0: well let's talk about the sword fighting class sword sword I think we'll card. go ahead and wrap her up then um, yeah dude what's going on uh, you trying to kill me
1: sort sword of <laughs> um, years ago I was I, we had finished a concert and there was like two, a week of, of finals and uh, we were trying to use some, I was just using up time. I had these swords that I was playing. Like, there's just wood swords that I, I, I had with my friend. Uh, we would just sword fight just because, you know, that never died. I brought it in and they loved it. And then we started, they would keep asking for it. And so anytime we'd had downtime, we started doing this. And it was my music class. My, my, my um, principal at the time called me into his office like, Hey, I, I, I know what you're doing. He's <laughs> like, I was like, oh. He's like, no, I want to make it a class. <laughs> and so we got to do it once a week for a while. Okay, And then principals changed, another principal didn't see that vision and was like, um, that's not not a thing. Anyway, uh, last year it finally got brought back. So it was, went away for like five or six years and I, last year at the end of the year it finally got brought back and I got to do it once a week, which was great. Um, and then then at the end of the year I realized it was going to be, they had plans to make it a regular class. class like it, we're on block schedule so sure. it's every other day Yeah, and I had to do have a curriculum <laughs> right so I started reading this summer I spent reading manuals of old like British defense on foot manuals Sabres like,
0: for dummies uh, yeah but like that,
1: right? yes the, the, but they actually had they, they basically had that okay. it was it was uh, for the Navy right uh, because they were those sailors had to know how to sail right but they also, if they're boarded, they need to know how to use a cutlass. Right. That's exactly the kind of thing I was reading, and I and I, and so I've been reading these manuals, and I'm teaching what's called um, late broadsword technique. Okay. <laughs> and what we've got is these padded swords. Uh, we actually are using fencing masks. Okay. Um, for for protection. Right. Uh, we but if we don't use it, we have a rules of don't hit the head and neck and. Students learn control, sure. and they learn what's called the six cuts and the um, the guards that go along with those, and they learn fencing posture, and they and they get good. Is there? I it's mean, crazy.
0: Are there any other fencing teams and mm. around here or in the, no, the state? No, no, no. But probably East. Coast, but right.
1: I, but when you read the when you read the um, Oregon standards for what PE is. It's 100%. It's an Olympic event. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But but it's also a team. We do it as teams, too. So we have actually team on team battle, which uh, is a melee. Yeah. Uh, Technically, not (laughs) metaphorically. Okay, it's actually melee.
0: Has anyone rigged up like a squirting blood arm? That would be the
1: coolest. (laughs) I might because it is the most interesting class when it happens. And a lot of kids watch because we're in the sure. backfield and they watch from yeah. from the windows and they watch us.
0: It would be cool to set up maybe like a little prank.
1: Like <laughs> it would be
0: awesome. Oh, that's it. That, that's that's Halloween, right? Just, Halloween's coming
1: just, up. Just fake blood everywhere.
0: I'm thinking like Adam's Family Values. Is that the one where like they get taught how to like sword? No, maybe it was the first one. I don't remember. And like there's a like they do a play and there's a bunch of, you know, uh, blood everywhere. Age. Yeah, blood everywhere. Uh, it's a Tarantino film basically. But that,
1: it's it's a great class, it's awesome. And kids are I've got ninth graders, I've got uh, usually my, my classes are ninth to twelfth. Sure. I've got kids, uh, students who um, are just it's such a div- diverse mindset in that class class. And you would be surprised at how many students are actually really good at it. That's great. and, uh, and excited about it and they just have a great time. That's awesome. So,
0: well, uh, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. I know you mentioned you had a performance coming up, but is there yeah. anything else you'd like to plug while you're here? I know you actually have things that you do, so that's awesome.
1: Um, <laughs> I I think that's it, man. This mm-hmm. is so October, really fun. what was the date again? October 14th. 14th? It's going to be seven the... o'clock, and I don't like long concerts, so it's going to be seven, probably less less than an hour. Seven um, to eight. Where? First Presbyterian Church downtown Roseburg. Right, the big red brick church. Downtown right, and Roseburg. half the proceeds are going to go to benefit the. Fish Food Pantry, which is for but yeah, I, I volunteered there. It's
0: rad. I mean, that's awesome. Is, you see yeah. people
1: that just need they need food and they, they handle do. it. So it's great. Yeah,
0: well, awesome, yeah. and well, thank you very much for joining me Thanks, on Jason. this episode. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot Yeah, it's of fun. good. I'm glad we were able to sit down and do this. And uh, I'll let you get out of here. But um, don't go anywhere, guys. I'll be back with the last segment of this week's first timers. Justice and I are going to go sword fight right now. All right, welcome back to the final segment of this week's episode of First Timers. Uh, thank you guys again for joining me. Uh, I know it's always a little uh, sporadic with me, but hey, um, I get paid like a dollar an episode that I make for this. So you get what you get, <laughs> but it is always really fun. I really, really enjoy sitting down and talking to my guests and um just getting to know their world a little bit that's really what i do this for for sure um i did want to mention i did some stand-up um a couple weeks ago and i, I know i talked about doing some open mics but um i actually was a, a pro- not a professional gig i didn't get paid for it but that's fine but it was a professional setting um these comedians uh, one or two of them from portland and one from medford um came into roseburg and they you know they opened, they featured, and they headlined, but um then they were nice enough at the Sunnyside theater to um, have a few local guys go up. me and Nathaniel were able to get up um Nathaniel Green, friend of the podcast from last episode, um, were able to get up and uh, do some work, and it was really fucking fun. I mean, I will tell you this guys uh, we were all a little nervous about um, what we could talk about maybe or, or what we wanted to get into, but it seemed like the audience was like ready to go kind of anywhere. Um, the great news was that the comedians that came in t- to town were very professional, and um, you know I think everyone kind of killed in their own way. Um, you know I think for me personally, Brent Lowry was the best comedian that I saw that night, and that dude's from Portland, and I'd like to, you know, I'd like to open up for him again if I could. Um, he's just fantastic. So if you got a ch- chance to see him, I think he might be. Uh, it's too late. Uh, yeah, uh, I think he I think he performed at Faded, uh, which is in Portland. Um, it's a comedy night. I think on. Friday nights, but yeah, um, it was a great opportunity and there will be more, there's going to be more comedy at the sunny side. Um, I have seen, you know, them book some, um, acts already. So I highly recommend on a Wednesday night, if you have, you know, nothing to do, but not even that, if you just want to go do something on a Wednesday night, go out, go to some comedy. I, I guarantee you, you will at least get some enjoyment out of it. Even if you don't like the comedians. And, and i I will say this, I was greatly, greatly impressed by the dudes that came through. Um, And I think also the local dudes that jumped up were great too. But, you know, it would be great to get some women. It would be great to get some people who aren't white necessarily. No offense to my white people out there. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, more voices, more perspective, all that good stuff. Um, And, uh, you know, get that ball rolling. And and it would be great to have, uh, you know, some more people come through. That way folks can kind of see what they want to see. It's not the same thing every time. Alright, well, um, this is a pretty short segment. I just wanted to kind of plug that. Um, you guys can definitely find me um, on all the socials again. And, uh, you know, thanks again for tuning in with me. Uh, I shall be back soon with another episode. Um, I've got a few more in the works, so keep your eyes out um, and your ears open. Yeah, eyes out. Don't take your eyes out. Don't do that. But, uh, yeah, just keep keep up with me, guys. Uh, I'll have some more for you. And if you enjoy it, please let me know. I always like to hear... From anybody out there who uh, listens, for sure. All right. Well, again, please, until next week or next episode, uh, you know, tune in, please, to another episode of this. <laughs> I even forgot how to do the outro. How the fuck do I do the outro? Oh, okay. I got it. And please, tune in next time for another brand new special, special, very special episode of First
1: Timers!
0: Peace.